Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with your hosts, Sam Goldfinch and Ellie Crow. If you want to make your life bigger, not smaller, then this is the podcast for you. If you can sense that you're destined for more and you're curious about how drinking could be holding you back, listen in and come on this journey with us. Through the interplay of mind and body practices, we will help you elevate your daily life and discover the wonder and potential of going alcohol free. Let's make life bigger together. I am an absolute genius. If anyone didn't know, is that English? All right, mate. What's going on, Pam? I've been well, just I'm um, I'm talking about my invention. Your special blinds the, to stop the sun from coming in. Yeah, your orbs back as well. By the way, is it? Where is it? I can't. I can't see. It's not visible for me. To the right of your face. That way. No. Is it there? No. Not oh, see a light, mate. No, that's a, there's a speck on my computer that no one can see. Um, right. Anyhow. Hello. I'm feeling a bit weary. Sam's been a bit weird. And uh, it's Tuesday. Podcast so, day. Best day of the week. Everything's as usual then? Everything's as usual. Well, no, it's not. Everything's not as usual because... <laughs> Just cleaning my glasses whilst I make this announcement. It's a biggie. You asked, and we took a long time to deliver. (laughs) (laughs) But we're ready. We're ready to bring you some brand spanking new stuff. Yeah. So we thank you for your patience, and we are very excited. And, um, well, you're going to love it. There's there's a few things coming up. What should we start with? Uh, mm, Present and sober in your pocket bonus special podcast that's going to be cool Uh, yeah so a bunch of you were saying like oh like i've got almost like i've got too much to do i've got um you know belong to different i don't know different programs different memberships got loads of stuff going on um i'm doing this at the minute i'm in a group program and um i haven't done any homework for about five weeks so i'm feeling the guilt of that but folks are still keen for more of the podcast yeah and want something else extra bonus to listen to so we are going to create that we're going to offer you uh, an additional episode of the podcast every single week and it might be a little bit shorter but it's going to be jam-packed with value and it's going to be somewhat personalized which oh, is very, the very much it's yeah. going to be driven be driven by you guys. So basically you're going to be able to ask a question and we will answer it directly. Um, and then over time that will build up. So you'll have a, basically a bunch of answers to questions from us, which, you know, if you're, you're on the train or if you're on the bus or whatever, I don't know what, <laughs> only things that are occurring to me right now are that you could possibly be on public transport. You could be walking through the park, but you'll basically have something to listen to. You'll be in the bath. Of us. You could be in the bath. Yeah, why not? Where where better to listen to podcasts than in the bath? Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, doing a uh, doing your self care stuff. So that's pretty cool. So that's coming, um, and and your questions can be anything, right? So it, it doesn't matter what the question is. It could be related to alcohol. It may not be anything to do with alcohol. But whatever your question is, whatever's burning for you at the moment, wherever you feel entirely stuck, whatever's mm. swimming around your brain that you want to. Um, put out there into the universe and have some uh, 
some conversation, some dialogue about, then uh, that's what we're looking for. Yeah. So you've basically got us here as coaches and as as present and sober to answer your questions and all that stuff. So that is very exciting. So that's the first thing that's coming. Second thing that's coming is that we're going to be doing um, we're going to be doing like a backstage pass, aren't we, to a live event each month. Um, well, of course, a live. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be live because the other thing that people would really love is to be able to come and literally interact with us live. So, um, and we really want to. We're we really like mixing things up and doing different stuff. So we don't know what it's going to be each month. In fact, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. But we're going to we're going to have a monthly event, um, which you're all invited to. And yeah, more details about how to get access to that. Um, but yeah, needless to say, it's going to be an absolute bargain to get yourself there. And we're going to have a lot of fun and um, we're going to learn a lot. And yeah, this is something that we've been planning and looking at in the background for a long, long time. So that's that's the second part of this. And then there's yeah. some glue to stick it all together, which means that when you when you come to these things, you can be wearing some present and sober merch. That's the mm. uh, yeah. I'm really excited about that. We're super super close to actually having the store ready, and we've got some incredible art from an incredible person. Um, yeah. Top secret information right now. We'll be dropping more about that. And um, yeah, so that's actually really really exciting. I think that might be our most requested thing, mate. People just basically be like, "I need a t-shirt. I want that on a t-shirt. I want that on a t-shirt. I want that on a hat or whatever." And so we're. You asked, we've answered. It's just taken a little bit longer than it was supposed to. Apologies for that. Yeah, but it's totally worth it. It's totally worth it. Our totes worth um, it. Totes worth it. Our um, lovely, amazing, extremely talented artist friend of the podcast has been um, working with us tirelessly to bring the best of uh, some of our podcast episodes in a mashup of um, clothing and other items. Let, let, let's just, like, oh, go on, it, mate. Sorry. I thought you it's just, it. it's quite spectacular. It's oh, quite mate. Spectacular. So you can, if you want, you can look a bit like Sam. You might find that there's a little, a nice hat. Like that. There. there is the most, I think the most beautiful tote bag I've ever seen in my life, which, you know, you're going to want to get in there quick because I reckon they are going to sell out. Um. Yeah, so it's very exciting. Yeah, yeah, that's really exciting. And I think they really are going to be a bit different. I mean, they are quite literally personalised to the podcast, to some very, uh, some characters who may have appeared throughout some of the podcasts, etc. So we're really, really excited to put that out there. And, and, and there will be ways to access sort of discounts and stuff like that. But basically, we're doing this as a way to, you know, we really don't want to put adverts and stuff all over the podcast. We really want to be able to serve everybody and give give you guys what you want. And you've been reaching out and asking for stuff. And then we can we can reinvest this stuff back into the podcast as we grow, um, as we continue to do, which is just amazing. So yeah, like more details on that and the kind of mechanics of it as we go through this coming month. Um, and if you're listening to this far distant into the future, maybe this will all, well, it will all be up and running and, and, uh, and off to the races you might say so yeah mm. cool there we go big announcement done tick in the box and now we're going to talk about this week's episode which is um considering that so this is kind of based upon the fact that we're midway through the live alcohol experiment in october but as we always say like it doesn't have to relate specifically to this this is kind of where the 
the inspiration comes from, but you could apply it to, you know, other things that you're doing in your life. But it's this notion of being in the middle of something and having the realization of one of two things, either, wow, (laughs) this is easier than I thought it was going to be, or, oh, shit, this is much more difficult and challenging than I thought it was going to be. And so we wanted to talk to both of those experiences because there's likely a bunch of people wading through that or skipping through that who participate in the live alcohol experiment. And as I say, you'll be able to relate it to other parts of your life, other things that are going on or have um, happened in the past uh, where we, and you know, there's a bit of a nod to our, one of our, most popular podcasts, podcast episodes, the intention versus expectation, because some of this is to do with your expectations. Uh, but it's um, hopefully going to be a useful conversation for folks. You look like you've been plunged into the and darkness. It's, it's, it's hilarious. Are you blind? Has it fallen down? Sam has decided. No, I've got my my. Let's not go into it. Look it. like you're in a seance now. Shall... <laughs> like this, I'm not. There's no. Is there any orbs around? No, it's it's got bored of you and it's gone home. <laughs> For now, there'll be oh my, there's a wasp trying to get in though. Go away, wasp! Oh, he's done it. See, I'm uh, something. Wasp whisperer. On. Something's going on. Um, there's another T-shirt for us. A wasp whisperer. Yeah, oh, that is a brilliant thing as well. I reckon live here, I'm going to make a bold thing here as well. Perhaps we could also also have also also anyone who's in the club will be able to request ideas for merch. That's a cool idea. That's that's definitely a cool idea. Not promising that we're going to do them, but <laughs> you can absolutely you can ask it. And, and we then can... we'll deliver it about three years later. Look at this. I've now got a band of sun. Anyway, anyway right. Um, I've totally lost my train of thought. This one's an absolute shit show to start with, isn't it? We're trying to record a podcast, mate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Expectations. Well, yeah, that's the first thing. I mean, ultimately, if we're... Ex- you know, we kind of can cast up whatever kind of story of, of what we think something's going to be like. Oh, I'll be able to do this for 30 days. It'll be a walk in the park kind of thing. Um, or, oh, my God, this is going to be absolutely, this is going to be the worst thing that's ever happened. And we're just not very good at knowing like what things are going to be like, actually, particularly with something like this, because we can scare ourselves with all these stories of, oh, my God, withdrawal, and I'm going to feel like this, or you know, my sleep's going to be terrible and all this kind of stuff. I mean, maybe not for something like a 30 day experiment, this kind of stuff might not have have crossed a lot of people's minds, but, but for any of us who are kind of have been on a journey of feeling like, wow, I'm drinking quite heavily and been freaking ourselves out about what might, might, what what might come. um, Yeah. It can be really surprising. So to the best that you can just drop any of your expectations of like, whether it's going to be hard, whether it's going to be easy, just see how it is. Like I can remember, um, cause someone I was working with way, way back now who basically reached out to me and said, I know this is going to be a living hell, Sam. I know the first two weeks are going to be hell. I've been researching about dopamine and how it works with the system. And, and it was basically in a, in fight or flight and in a state of panic because of what was going on in his head. And I kind of just said, look, dude, let's just see. Just I don't know what I, I couldn't tell you exactly what we did, but we spent some time together and we kind of just took some of the pressure off of it and, and just said, look, let's let's go into this with an experimental mindset. 
And I can remember, I'll never forget it, him emailing me um, a few days later, just saying like, I have not had a single craving. I cannot believe that this is the experience that I'm having. Now, yeah, of course, there was an ebb and a flow to his experience, but we we innocently set ourselves up for all sorts by just scare ourselves with expectations either way. So that's worth noting up front. I think that's worth knowing. Mm, for sure. When I did the, um, I'm going to talk like, you know, when I did the old alcohol experiment <laughs> many years ago, back when I was a child, no, I wasn't a child. That would be really weird. <laughs> back in yeah. the day, a few years ago, when I did the alcohol experiment, the whole thing was entirely new to me. The whole the concept of taking a break was like I think I'd I'd kind of toyed with the idea of dry January, but I hadn't allowed myself to think about what it might be like because mm. my only barometer was whenever I'd try to moderate, it felt shit. <laughs> it was shit to not drink. And so I like I'd, I'd never really had much draw to things like sober October or dry January, and just ahead of me discovering this naked mind and then signing up for the live alcohol experiment, I'd I'd kind of made this decision, not outwardly but inwardly, that I was going to do dry January, and and some of that might have been the to prove that I don't have a problem kind of mentality, um, and the the discovery of this naked mind blew the doors off everything because all of a sudden I had like my biggest belief about alcohol was dispelled. Like it was just, it was so weird. And when I got the invitation for the live alcohol experiment, after I got past the investing in myself barrier, which all seemed a bit silly after the event, but it was like my automatic reaction was, what, spend $47 on myself? Why would I do that? Like, I can't do that. And then kind of like shook my head like, hang on a minute. And I had like no idea what this thing was. And there was a part of me that was like, is this some kind of like cult? And I hear that quite often, usually from UK folks like, is this is this some kind of a weird cult? But there's part of me that, like didn't give a shit, right? Because <laughs> it was like. You're like, if it is, <laughs> let me in. Yeah, I'm in. I mean, it just seemed really cool. And it was and it was kind of funny because when I'd when I discovered this naked mind, obviously that the face was was and is Annie Grace. And then when I started consuming the videos for the live out for the live alcohol experiment, the pre-work videos, this chap with a beard turns up and I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? This is definitely a scam, because there's now a guy with a massive beard who, of course, we now know as Mr. Scott Pinyard. And the if there was, was ever going to be someone who could lead a cult, though, yeah, well, it would be him. It'd be yeah, yeah. a beardy cult. Um, <laughs> but it's just like so interesting how like the thought process that goes on and like the the kind the way that your mind kind of tries to knock you off center. But the thing that I held all the way through that and into the live alcohol experiment was this commitment to having a beginner's mind to like. Just as you said, no expectation. I'm just going to see. I'm going to see what goes down here. I was entirely curious and interested, and that set me up so well because I didn't have any preconceived ideas of you know what those first few days were going to be like or um, 
And actually, I, I stopped in the December, so I stopped drinking before the live alcohol experiment started. And so it was, that was a really interesting thing because then what it meant was um, that on days one, two, three, four, and five, where folks were going, oh, God, like, you know, day one's the hardest, day two's the hardest, day three's the hardest. I was like, well, I'm, I'm past all of that. And, and actually, I don't, like, I had no story about it. It was it was just pure discovery. Yeah, be, I, I I think that's a really worth putting a massive sticker on that. Um, day X is the worst thing. Actually, I don't I know I don't know if I'm going to ruffle for some feathers by saying this, but I think you know note of caution on that one because there's no doubt that there is correlation between you know, sort of discomfort in the body and alcohol leaving the body, withdrawal symptoms, you know. And when when I say withdrawal, it's clear that up a minute because in most people, their, their idea of withdrawal is the kind of thing that you need to go into a medically assisted detox with. No, no, no. I want to just draw this back to the actual basics of what withdrawal are, your body trying to find balance after a drug leaving it. So withdrawing from a cigarette after smoking it. Withdraw- like, so when you wake up in the morning, we have a word which is hangover, is effectively like a euphemism or just something that we use to kind of um i said that really like essex and a euphemism a euphemism um that word doesn't seem like a real word anymore i hope i've just said that right just you know when you say something and it just loses all sense of meaning i was looking at a word the other day and that happened to me i can't remember what it was anyway moving on um basically it's withdrawal it's your body this is why no matter how much you hydrate right you will feel better but you, you never get yourself fully back to where you want to be because it's lack of sleep, it's detoxification process, all these mechanisms going on in your body. Now, that said, alcohol leaving the system, et cetera, or withdrawing from something ain't enough to give someone a miserable time or whatever. Like it's possible to be withdrawing from something and feel not good and to be feeling joy because you're you know that you're you know ridding yourself of something that you don't want anymore or it, the the story that we have about it is more powerful than the physiology and the neurology of this thing right and mm. don't get me wrong i'm not saying that there aren't times where people do need to go and have a medically assisted det- detox all that kind of stuff of course right but i'm saying for someone who, for whom that's not the case for whom it's safe and there's discomfort in there the story's the most powerful thing so if you hear someone saying oh day three and day 10, they're living hell, right? Well, in their reality and what their story of what happened, who knows what happened? Maybe on day three, they woke up and had an argument with their husband, which brought some emotions up or wife and brought some emotions up. And then day three was whatever. And they, and they pointed a finger at the withdrawal or the alcohol or whatever happened to be. Let that shit go. Drop those expectations because that is one of the ways that we will innocently make stuff harder potentially. Um, because you know what the thinker thinks, the prover proves at the end of the day. If you think day three is going to be back in nails, like you'll find evidence for why that's true. If you just ditch all of that shit and just go through it with as much neutrality as you can, you might get a real surprise. And I sort of spoke a little bit about this as for me, not having a concept of the pink cloud, I put in air quotes, just because it's kind of hard to define this thing. In not having a concept of it, I was just basically going about my day. And sometimes I felt great. And sometimes I felt a bit different. And I didn't scare mm. myself with this. Oh God, is it going? Is the pink cloud going or anything? You know, so so just be on the lookout for that because that's definitely one of the things that can make something harder. Um, and in an instant, 
we can see it flip as well. If we notice that we've been telling ourselves a story, suddenly we can find a whole bunch of it falling away and then we can find ourselves with a complete, we can choose again, find ourselves in a completely different experience on the exact same day. Um, so yeah, I think that's important. Mm. Yeah. Do, do we want to talk a little bit about um, the experience of it being harder? It'd be much harder. Than yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you know, I, I, I just had a memory of something that I hadn't thought about. Like, I've had ages, actually. Back when I was sort of in my early 20s, I think I would have been about 21, maybe 22. My partner at the time, I can remember her doing one of these like quick weight loss diet things. I can't remember what it was, but it involved a lot of soup. <laughs> I was like, fuck it, I'll do it with you. Um I don't, I think I can't even, I can't, I don't know why I was doing it, but you couldn't drink for two weeks. I remember that. And I can remember that being, I don't think I really knew what to do with it, to be honest, but I remember it being really hard. I can remember going to the pub a few times after work and stuff like that. And basically going home because I was just had that like feeling of, oh God, like I just want to have a drink, but I've said I won't do this for two. And I can just remember, I can, I can remember that being, and and I don't think having never having had a reason trying to English here to stop for a couple of weeks since I was a God knows how old. Um, yeah, there we go. Suddenly I realized, oh, this is this is more difficult than I thought. Um, I'm relying on it more than I realized. So, yeah, I hadn't really taken a note of that. It just just came back to me in this moment, which is interesting. And I think it may be that we, yeah, actually have a more imbalanced alcohol with um, relationship with alcohol that we're more dependent on it than we might have consciously realized. Mm. Um, and we think it's just going to be like, yeah, oh, sure, of course I can just stop for 30 days. And then our experience is different to that. Um, and, that and that can come as a bit of a shock to someone mm. or to some people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it could for sure be destabilizing but the important thing about that kind of a realization is that it's ultimately a gift like oh, you yeah. then have something to work with because the alternative is to carry on with a level of you know habitual um you know behaving in a in a, an habitual pattern that's just being reinforced over time because it's it, there's no conscious awareness applied to it whatsoever. It's just this is my pattern and I and I keep you know whether it's drinking for relaxation or to ease social anxiety or whatever it is. Mm. So whilst it's typically painful to realise, oh, that there's something kind of stickier here. Again, the thing that's important isn't what's happening necessarily it's how you approach what's happening it's, it's how you uh place your attention what you choose in that moment that's a very important point to make because you know there's an infinite amount of places where someone could go the story they generate in that moment one of them could be fuck 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 i've got a drinking problem blah, 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 and then it's like goes off into this big thing now for someone else now this is whatever occurs to you in the moment, even if you're someone for whom you've got no intention of stopping, right? You've got no intention of stopping. If your goal is to 
reduce the harm and drink less and all that kind of stuff. Fucking great news that you've seen this now. Amazing news that you've seen this now, because as much as it's not something that me or Ellie would personally kind of recommend the kind of moderation thing or anything for those people who do want to go into kind of any kind of mindful drinking or something like that. And you've got to make your own decision. Like we got no judgment on that. We don't give a shit. We're just being honest about our experience. Um, Good. You found it because had you not seen that it's possible that 10, 15 years later or five years later or whatever, you could have found yourself in a very different position um, and just sleepwalked into it. Mm. And, And like, that's, to to some extent, I sort of feel like that kind of happened to me. Like I sort of sleepwalked into some pretty serious drinking habits that yeah. had they continued yeah. for another. I mean, I, I don't know. I think I think I'm kind of. I don't know. I have no idea where it would have gone. Obviously, um, but yeah, that's that's a powerful thing to know. So whatever's happened, the judgment of this is terrible. This is bad. This is all that kind of stuff. It looks to me like, no, it is as it is. Um, you're in an incredible place. If you are, if you're listening to this, or if you're in a group where you've got support, you're in an incredible place to be able to open about that, open up about that. You're not the only one, for sure. And interestingly, I've said this before, and I'm kind of, there was a part of me that was a bit hesitant to say it but I'll say it because it looks true to me. I think for all of us, once we make the decision to take 30 days away from booze, whether we know it or not, the thing that we're kind of saying or acknowledging is the relationship that I've had with alcohol until this point isn't working for me. Um, and that that looks like a sort of fork in the road to me personally. Whatever happens after that, whether we go into you know, drinking less, stopping, drinking more whatever we happen to do it looks like there is a fork in the road at that point because prior to that it hasn't occurred to us to to think to ourselves oh i best take a break like it just just wasn't a thing right Mm. yeah yeah i think i agree with that and it's it's a special thing it's like this um you know radical act of self-care ultimately because people don't drink less over time. I don't know anybody in my life as a drinker that is drinking less than they were five years ago, 10 years ago. I don't know anybody like that. See, I do. I couldn't sit here in all honesty and say that that's, no, it's definitely not the general pattern. It doesn't look to me like that's the general pattern. And I have no idea of the internal workings of the of the people that I'm talking about or how long it might last for. Um, but I do know people who have had real awakenings and have shifted things around um and do drink a lot less and you know, and, and you know and, and and good for them. That that looks, you know, we're all on our own path and our own journey. Now, does it look like that's the the common route? Absolutely not. And is it as simple as just kind of moderating? Absolutely not. It looks to me like there's some very, people have seen something very, very deep and very often they've taken a prolonged time away. And even those people, if they, when I've, when I know, because like there, there's a few of the, few of them in my life, they always have those nights where they go too far and wake up feeling shit or have that weekend where they get blitzed and they're spending more money. It's like, they're not benefit like 
they are not benefiting from it, but they are at the front door. Their behavior has shifted. But to me, that doesn't personally, I, I just wouldn't recommend that. It just doesn't look like the, the way for me. Mm. Mm. But she said earlier, like our, our intention with this podcast isn't to tell you how to run your life, right? Like you have to make your own decisions about what you include and what you choose not to include. You know, I, I really love this idea of like, you're the custodian of your, um, your entire being, your physical being, your spiritual being, the, the lot. And, you know, it's it's a precious thing. It's a precious thing. But <laughs> there's, there's also a lot of um, complicated stuff that gets in the way. And this is the stuff that ultimately we want to be stripping back, all of the limiting beliefs and the story that we've carried around for years, the conditioning. And then it's it, it's much easier to take care of ourselves. But I think for for some people, certainly, like I had no idea when I first went through the alcohol experiment. I had no idea of what what was <laughs> what was really going on. You know, we did that episode recently about what what do we know this far down the road? Eight years sober and four yeah. years sober. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things we said was like, this isn't what you think it is. It's like it's it's not about stopping drinking. Um, yeah, you bet. And, you know, watch the energy in you. There's a time where if I'd have been listening to a podcast, like I had to like, that's, that's me sharing that is just honest, right? That there are a few people around now. I am not in their world. So what I see, as I say, is that they drink too much from, you know, however often they do that. I had, they also are often still, you know, they, they return to programs you know, like this naked mind stuff and things like that. So it's like, well, if it were so good, what's happening there? You know, there's this stuff. And I know, but be be on the watch for the energy in you because a few years back, if I'd have heard something like that, I might have then been like, oh, right. Well, maybe it's possible then. And I'm, But actually, if you're in a position where you're looking for what other people say as, as to grab it and make it a part of that, I don't know. I don't know if that's the energy to be going about that. I think if... The, the very few people who are drinking every now and again and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I don't know how many of them are kind of having that energetic charge around trying to like, oh, well, listening to what other people, because it's got to come from you. You've got to see what's right for you, right? It doesn't make it, there's a whole, there's 8 billion people out there having 8 billion different experiences. So you're going to have to align to what's right for you. Um, you'll figure it out in the end. You'll figure it out in the end. Um, there's nothing to be afraid of either way, I don't think. Like, I think some people really freak themselves out about making the wrong choice and stuff like that. But it's all learning at the end of the day. Yeah, it is. It is. And if, you know, if, if you feel that, that the energy that Sam's talking about, like if you feel that that pull, that draw still, then and there's some element of, you know, coveting, drinking, alcohol, then... All, all that's doing is pointing you towards something that's useful to know, something to explore. You know, I had so many beliefs about drinking and alcohol that over the years had never been questioned, not once. So they were just running the show. 
I like the way it makes me feel. I like the taste. Helps me to deal with stress. All of those things were entirely false. But until I looked at them freshly, and and not just looked at them, I don't mean just like a cognitive exercise of what's really true. I mean a, a bodily, visceral experience of what's really true. What does this substance really do? Then, um, you know, the, it, it's like, well, I feel like I was just sleepwalking for most of my adult life. So to to know that you're coveting alcohol for whatever reason, again, is really useful. It's a fantastic thing to celebrate because there, therein lies the information, therein lies the opportunity to learn, not what somebody else feels or thinks or believes, but what's really true for you. And only you can discover that. Yeah, 100%. Like I, I think if people really woke up and understood where beautiful feelings came from, because look, there's a whole sea of drugs out there that cause a whole different sea of effects, different things for different people. Some have pleasurable effects, some, you know, all this different stuff, right? And, but they're not bringing joy into the system, different thing. Mm. Absolutely. So mm. if you start to learn how to how if you just see your natural kind of state and you start living with more joy clarity peace of mind these things just kind of lose their shine because you see that it's just a poor second best and i can't remember the the phrase you know you can get and you can i heard jamie say this the other day you can get you can never get enough of second best you know because it's not it's not what you're looking for. You're just like yeah. trying to trying to get more of it in you or whatever. And I think if everybody really saw that, and that looks spiritual to me, that looks like an understanding of how life works. That looks like a, a true understanding of the difference between happiness and joy. And like the thing is, if you stand and ask yourself before the consuming of the drug, you know, is this going to bring me pleasure? Well, I don't know. We could sit and have a discussion around what we even mean by that word, right? What we mean by that. Is it going to, like, is this going to make me happy? Is this going to bring joy into my life? No way. Like, absolutely not. Um, definitely doesn't look like that to me. They they just look like they don't do that. They're kind of like things that mess around with our neurology and our biology. And sure, they can tap into different parts of the brain and cause pleasure and cause dysphoria and euphoria and all these different things. Um, but I think lasting states of joy and that comes from within. That's something that we access. That's a different thing altogether. So it may be that someone who, you know, learns to drink less or something like that, if they don't know that, that like letting go of, of that thing mm. can seem like this massive thing. But if they, for any of us who start to access this, like we said, it's not about stopping drinking. It's a far bigger journey than that. For anyone who starts to access the truth of where those feelings come from and and live from them more and more and more, just naturally these kinds of things that we used to do just fall away. They just fall away because it's like, well, why would I bother? Like, I don't need, I, I can't imagine why it would make sense for me to add something on or to change my experience right now because it's so beautiful. And that's, that's absolutely true for every single person on the planet. Um, 
and maybe and there's and sometimes it's eclipsed by a load of thinking and beliefs and all this kind of stuff um but any one of us can access it any one of us can access that and then even the idea of you know oh you know if i could wave a magic wand and only drink this much and da, 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 da. what we're really asking for is like someone once said this i'll never forget it you know no one wants to moderate alcohol they want to moderate the ill effects of alcohol so what mm-hmm. what they're what we're trying to do is kind of like access that constant feeling of x or y or but that stuff's that truly that stuff's available to you but it comes from within and it's a, it's a different journey it's a different journey it's not it's not a journey of trying to like stabilize or curate your experience with drugs and alcohol I've been there done that uppers downers lefters writers trying to like go this way go that way oh well i'm feeling a bit this so now i'll throw this in the mix and i'm feeling that so i'll throw that in the mix and just like and just tiring your whole system over time trying to play that game you don't need to do that you don't need to do that um but it but it is a different it is a different direction to look in um it is and that the, the beauty of what's really real what you were talking about earlier on about it, it like the, it, it's beautiful. That doesn't mean that it's that what talking about life. It doesn't mean that it's devoid of challenge. It doesn't mean that you're not going to feel uh, what some people would, you know, call negative emotions. All of it's beautiful, the whole thing, but we're just not used to welcoming the full experience exactly as it is. We kind of have this idea of what's acceptable and what's not. And and then that um, attachment and that aversion then causes suffering. So the, the invitation is to see everything. Everything is, is beautiful. And granted, that can be challenging at times for sure. But it's a, it's a very different way of living, really different way of living. Yeah, that's why we talk about it again and again and again here. Talking about the, but the, the, it it plays into where we started this about having a beginner's mind because again, like you know, if you take an emotion like anxiety or despair, hopelessness, you know, we've we've all got an idea of what that that is and what it feels like, but have we really allowed ourselves to feel it? Well, I mean, the thing is as well, and like a lot of this stuff is when I, it really is just the journey of when you hear truth hanging out in the spaces where you've heard it, where you hear that kind of like recognition in you of, oh, that's true. Because yeah, it it won't make sense for any of us to allow an experience of anxiety. I mean, for me, it's 20 years of not allowing anxiety, being, being resisting it one way or another and trying to get rid of it forever before I realized at a deep systemic level, well, oh, that's not the problem. The problem is the resistance to it. Like it, it comes and goes. My, it's my story around it mm. is is the most is is the thing that's the most challenging here. And and that I didn't know that, you know, I'd learned the lesson very early, consciously, unconsciously, that it wasn't safe to feel anxiety. That's that and so I was on a mission to kind of get rid of it. But that's not true. And it wasn't until I saw that. So it's, we have to be really kind to ourselves because if we if we have haven't known the inherent safety of our feelings and emotions and our experience, or if we've only seen it in some realms, this is the normal thing, or if we've got a judgment story around anger, around sadness, around you know whatever it is, it started as 
boys don't cry, girls don't get angry, and it just grew over time or whatever it was. And our, you know, through society or whatever it was, we just kind of absorbed this story. Um, you know, it's innocent. We've just been basically doing what makes sense to us. And and so then when you hear truth, even if it even if it's like, whoa, hang on a minute, I've never thought of it like that. That's why I think that's one of the reasons why people really enjoyed the um the podcast that we made about, you know, positive and negative emotions in air quotes on purpose to start bringing the big question mark to them both. You know, what if there were just emotions? What if there weren't, what if it was a false categorization? What if it, what if there was a categorization where there actually isn't one, what would that mean? And if your goal is to just the thing about the really interesting thing, I was talking about this on, um, I'm going to plug my little podcast on the rebel spirituality podcast the other day. The thing about it is it's innocent because you're the thing that most, naturally brings us back to clarity and joy and peace is being in alignment with the system and the truth of how it works, which is that everything's transient feelings come and go They're They're self-resolving as I've heard you say many times, mate. And we're innocently resisting them thinking that that's the way to, to stop them. But the kindest and most beautiful way for us to return back to those, those feelings is, is to just allow things to move through the system. They just want to be felt. They just want to find their way through. Um, and you'll start to notice that the feeling of what it is to be you, the feeling of peace, it, it can be present in any situation. Like it, it, we, I think we sometimes get into this idea that we're either feeling joy or we're feeling pain or we're feeling happiness or we're feeling, but no, it doesn't work like that. Like the backdrop to life can be this experience of peace, of knowing that it's safe, of knowing that it's okay. And we, we will lose touch with that from time to time, right? And we can scare ourselves for sure. But knowing that and deepening our level of understanding in that, knowing that we're okay even when we don't feel like we are, knowing that we're, mm-hmm. that, that we're safe even when we don't feel like we are, that is really profoundly helpful in a way that trying to just push certain states and emotions away just won't will just tie you in knots um so yeah i mean it does it absolutely links back to where we started this is that whether something seems easier whether something seems harder it's always just kindness non-judgment um love for yourself patting yourself on the back for being there um keeping a watch on those stories as they kind of start self-authoring themselves you know and um coming and talking about it in spaces like this mm. Mm. nice Noises. feels like a nice place to yeah bid adieu bid adieu is that is that i never heard that adieu. Before. bid 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 adieu it's french mate <laughs> oh yeah what's it what's it mean so i can google ah, it. so you know it's french but you don't know what it means <laughs> Must be like it's like let's tears, isn't it? But in French, <laughs> I was going to say I know what that means. Later, <laughs> potato. Um, yeah, it does. It feels like a nice place to leave it. Um, so yes, if you happen to have um found us recently, then um we love you and um thank you for coming along. And if you find some time this week. Uh, there's a couple of things that we'd love you to do. One is come and join us in the Facebook t- group. Mm-hmm. Two is uh, 
go go leave us a review if you've got a minute it's we really appreciate it and when ellie remembers she reads them out as well which is good fun but um she keeps forgetting so you know or maybe we don't have enough have we run out i think we might have run out (laughs) i I think i also got lost with where we got up to because i think one i maybe thought i'd read out but i hadn't and then i wasn't sure whether to read it or not i think you had i think you had read it out i banned you i stopped you i said no 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 Anyway, new 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 reviews, new reviews, please. Yeah. Um, and and also earlier on, um, this has been an episode with a few tongue slips. Is that the right word? Slip of the tongue. And earlier on, you came out with a corker, which is definitely a t-shirt. What did I De- say? Defoxification. Did I? De- <laughs> did I? Defoxification. <laughs> I just can't talk sometimes. Was I supposed? I assume I was supposed to be saying detoxification. Yeah, and but really de- to defoxification. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Defoxicate. Hmm. That doesn't. That sounds like uh, that. I hope. I mean, does that that doesn't mean get rid of foxes though, does it? Some people. No. Probably, um, some people probably aren't the biggest fans of foxes because they like eat chickens and stuff, and they. Hmm. Yeah, you also made that weird noise. Can you do a fox thing? I remember, like, have you ever heard? Obviously, you have done because you live 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 out live out in the sticks. But like that weird uh, bark that foxes do at night. Oh yeah, weird yappy thing they do. Mm. Muntjacks, weird as well. Is it? I don't know if I've heard of Have you watched that series alone on Channel Four? Like, there's there's we've got one, but there's a there's a US one as well. People Mm. listening will know. Have you seen it? They basically just drop. 10 people into the middle of like the arctic or whatever and just see who lasts the longest and they have oh. to like, it's a bit you know they have to obviously live off the land and all that kind of stuff but it's proper cool um i'm a little bit addicted to it right now oh you yawn i thought that was that a yawny face from me talking stifling a yawn there. well well then i guess <laughs> i guess that means that we'll leave it there as my chat is actually causing <sighs> got sweaty palms as well what's going on Harry palms? Do you know what hairy palms mean? Uh, Bigfoot. Don't know. What's it mean? Am I turning into a werewolf? I'll tell you next week. Is it? Ooh, just in time for Halloween. Oh yeah. Right. Uh, bid 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 you. What was it? Latest status. Bidding adieu. Bidding adieu to you. Right. Bye. Adios, amigos, and amigas.